0: talk about news and things that are going around in the country. Stick around. You're listening to the Paul Procise Podcast. And now Paul Procise. Hey guys, welcome back. I am glad you are here. My name is Paul Procise. You can find me on paulprosize.com at Paul Procise on Twitter and Parler and all those other places. I have some other things like locals and other things that you can um, get to know me become, um, uh, you know, friends on whatever and that kind of stuff. So just find me, go to, um, Facebook. It's actually my, my public one is P Procise It's annoying. Um, anyways, so find me there and then we can discuss whatever's going on. Um, we've had a couple, uh, um, successful videos, um, on Facebook. So I'd encourage you to get on there, share those like those and, and help me out, help me get the word out of the things that I'm doing. Um, I've even had a couple people in the last uh, couple days say, hey, you're back to commentating, you're back to doing things. And um, yes, I am. I'm back to doing things. I I took a break for quite a long time, if you've not listened to the podcast yet. Um, I um, was in active politics for, for a while, and I, I took a step back. Um, I had anything, everything from health issues and just burnout. I'm done talking about this political bullcrap that's going on. On a regular basis. And I did that because I wanted to, one, kind of um, reconnect with faith things and church and that kind of stuff. And it's um, just kind of reset. And um, so, but I'm back in doing commentary on uh, political things and church things and whatever else I feel like doing. Um, and uh, so that's that's what that's me in a nutshell. But we're, we're today we're gonna be talking about some news, the things that are going on around the country, um, and uh, let's just kind of dive right in. Uh, let me switch the screens here. And so first thing is from Brett Weinstein. Um, if you have paid any attention to um, Twitter or any of the crazy things that have been going on, you see that there's an attack on Truth yesterday. Yesterday's podcast we talked about being grounded. In truth, discovering what is important to you and then being educated in those things. And I don't believe that we can combat um, the, nut, the crazy, ultra-left, woke stuff that's going on. We can't combat that unless we know what we believe, we know where we stand, and you've got to know your history because history is being erased right in front of your very eyes. And even just common sense. One, two... Three, four, two plus two equals four. That foundational wisdom that has been around since the beginning of time is being challenged by the woke. It's insane what is going on. Brett Weinstein talks about this, and so... Um, if you don't know any about anything about his history, you should really look into it. And he's um was a professor at Evergreen, and uh just just look into him. Um, very interesting. I, I'm reading a lot of um liberal people that would define themselves as being very liberal, um even. <laughs> and I'm reading and and going through a lot of their stuff, and they're saying, wait a second, yeah, we're 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 with you on liberal issues, but we're not with you on this extreme wokest. Whatever that's going on, this extreme things, this basically fascistic movement that's going on within the left. And so people, you hear people saying saying um, the words leftist, and then liberal. No, I'm a liberal, and um, the same kind of identity politics, if you will, kind of went on with me in um, when I was a, a Republican. I I looked around. And I said, you know what? This does not work well with. Who I, what I identify myself as, I've always said anytime I was involved in politics, like I said, my politics is defined by my faith first and foremost. And what I was seeing, frankly, was not that. And when I was looking at the presidential campaign in 2016 and I saw Trump, um, I'm not, no fan of Trump. <laughs> it's interesting. I've had to defend Trump way more than I ever thought I was going to have to because the things that are being said are just not being spoken in truth. The, the media covers Trump day and day and day and day, and they almost say nothing about his opponents. It's pretty crazy. Um, but the reality is we, um, the, we have this identity politics game that's going on, and I thought that we were supposed to be solved. All that was solved with Obama apparently it just got worse. Come on. It actually got worse under Obama because we started even do, doing more further definitions of, of, of our political whatever. You're, you have to be involved in this. And if you don't agree with this, you are a racist. You're a homophobe. You're a xenophobe. You are whatever. And, it, and we've got to start standing up and saying, you know what? That does not sit with our values as Americans, as the history of America. That is not what we are about. We are not about shoving people out just because they believe a certain way. And if we look at the history of the church, it's rot with that kind of mentality. We've got to stand up and say that is wrong as well. So we've got to educate ourselves on what the truth is on all the subjects. And I believe that there's a lot of people that call themselves liberal, like. Dave, and Rubin, Dave Rubin and Brett Weinstein and Tim Poole, these guys that are out there that call themselves liberal but are saying this is en- enough is enough. We've got to stand up. And I'm, I'm applauding these people. Even though I may not agree with their personal policy issues or whatever they are, we can ad- agree on a lot of things and say, you know what, we, we can act civilly. We can do things right. We can do things with integrity, even though we don't agree with whatever, whatever the, whatever the topics are. And we're not doing it right. And I, and I really like Brett Weinstein. His, he's got a podcast called Dark Horse Podcast. Um, and I like listening to it because it brings different viewpoints that I may not have been aware of. And I talked about that on other podcasts. But anyways, he, he tweeted out the entire argument against 2 plus 2 equals 4. <sighs> Come on, guys. Why why, are we, why why am I even spending time talking about two plus two equals four? Because they're saying two plus two is equals five. We we just have to say no. <laughs> enough is enough. I mean, come on. And it really is. He's pointing out that it's just a, a power grab. That's really what they're looking for. That's what any of movements are, is they feel that they don't they don't have a power or they're in in the position to gain more power. And that's generally why we see movements like this that we're seeing. It's the SDS, the Weather Underground crowd that got in control of our universities, were able to start changing narratives over time, and now they've got the people right where they need them to be, and they're seeing an opportunity to push out that radical agenda that they've been longing for for years. This is the great opportunity for more power, or frankly, just push civil unrest so they can do whatever. So they can push an Overton window idea. They can, they can shift our normalcy bias to where they want it to be. So from this, whatever normal is to where they want it to, they're trying to shift things. I think that's a lot of what's going on right now is trying to shift the biases, shift the normal. And you hear that. You hear that word actually saying, well, this is the new normal. What we believed or what we did walking around without a mask six months ago, now it's the, the new normal that we are supposed to just buy into. Whether you agree with it or not, I believe that's what's going on. That there is a policy shift push on the left, the far left, to change things and to to shift things to their will, to what they want. And that's basically what Brett Weinstein is saying here in this tweet. It isn't that two plus two is four. It's that we must choose between A, a world in which we agree to a shared set of local or logical rules that facilitate insight and communication, and B, a world in which we sabotage insight to so might equals right. They're looking for that might equals right. Power means that you get to set the agenda. Power means you get to be in control. And we saw that at the beginning, right before Obama got into office. He's saying, we are going to fundamentally transform America. He was in control, and they're going to change everything to their will. And that's, generally speaking, not what the average Americans want. They just want to go to work. They're not political. They don't give a crap about any of this stuff. Any of the stuff that I'm talking about, they probably are just, the normal American is not listening to my podcast, I'll tell you that. The people that are listening to my podcast are people that are concerned and I'm, I'm applauding you. And if I can encourage you to do anything to start taking measures into your hands and do something with it, I am there for you. Find me on Paul Pro Size. Send me a tweet and we can figure things out together. Here's another tweet. John Stossel. This, this is obviously big news. I, I love seeing this. We watched, my family and I watched the launch for SpaceX and a lot of the stuff that's been going on. It's been fascinating. It's been amazing. John Stossel talks about um, two Americans just landed safely after spending two months in space. Eleven years ago, an Obama committee concluded that would take 12 years and cost $26 billion. Elon Musk did it in just six years for less than $1 billion. Government. Take Obama's name out of it. I'm sure if you look into Bush... And things, they just throwing money. The amount of money that Trump is spending right now is insane. It's insanity. It's stupid. I hate it. It's dumb. So it doesn't matter what politician we're talking about. Government is inefficient. It is terrible. But private company figured out a way to do it, figured out how to make his rockets reusable. They usually just throw them away. One use, yeah, whatever, billions of dollars down the tube, create this big metal thing, just throw it away. We'll create more. Elon Musk said, oh my gosh, that is wasteful. We can make so much money and make so much more profit if we just make things reusable. I mean, we're just one thing after another. Now, I mean, you can complain and maybe rightfully so talk about the government handouts or whatever you're going to call them for... Tesla and SpaceX and stuff, the amount of money, the government money that's going into it. But I'll tell you this, it's become way more efficient, way less costly. So in the end, we're saving taxpayers lots of money. What would have been $26 billion is now only $1 billion. That's a good thing. I hope more comes up. We've seen Boeing um, doing another, a joint venture here too. Just after that, we won't hear much about Boeing, just because first equals the you know the winner. So we're going to hear more about SpaceX. We probably won't hear about too much about Boeing's conquest. But again, it's a it's a private government joint venture thing that is being proven to be more efficient than what just government can do. It's a better way to do things. And of course, we can talk. There's always going to be corruption or whatever. So I'm sure there's somebody that's saying, "Oh, it's corrupt. It's corrupt." It might be. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the the corruption that goes hand-in-hand with those kind of stuff. There might be. I don't know. But what I am saying is private industries almost always make things more efficient because you're looking to make the most money possible. Making things reusable makes sense, and that's what SpaceX has done. Out in New York. (laughs) I mean, come on, guys. If we talk about New York... You hear Cuomo or or de Blasio. And my gosh, it is a cluster out there. Are they doing anything right? And they've got nightly coverage. MSNBC's got his best, you know, his friends are MSNBC and they just cover everything. And of course, Cuomo's got his brother and oh my gosh. And he's watch things and they're just dumb. (laughs) They don't even make rational arguments. One day they're arguing for a mask. The next day they're saying, let's do a mask. Uh, Blasio is forcing sick patients into nursing homes, the most vulnerable people in our our country, the most vulnerable, and he puts sick patients into those places, and he did it on purpose. It was an order signed by him. It's insanity. There are people moving out in droves. And now, 54.8% of the people. That's how many New Yorkers have filled out the census. And he's crying. Because why? Money or people equal money to government. It's a big deal. It's actually a really big deal. Because they could potentially lose two representatives. Good. Move out, move somewhere else, be represented better somewhere else. Yeah, I get the draw of living in New York. It's actually something my wife has always said she wanted to live in New York because it's, a, it's an amazing place. We want to go. We want to be there. It's, it's fast-paced. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of opportunities. But it is being destroyed by this socialist nightmare. This Bellazio that if you look into his past, is a very Marxist history actual Marxism in his past. You've got to look it up, guys. He is crazy left, crazy left. Hates all things anywhere, like if you are liberal, he hates you because you're too conservative. (laughs) It's nuts what's going on. When he was sworn in, the police, the, the actual police turned their back on him because of the things that he'd been saying. It's crazy, and he just turns his back on them on a routine basis, all throughout this these George Floyd riots, protests are fine. Riots are bad, obviously. I mean, come on, why are we even discussing this? But during all of this nonsense, murders have skyrocketed, and he cut them off of the knee because he pulled back funding and he he um, decommissioned an entire police unit. Now I am not a fan of the the tactics the stop and frisk all that kind of stuff I think that's an unconstitutional unconstit- unconstitutional thing that they were doing they they are implementing I don't like it but it did give them power to help stop whatever And when you decommission an entire unit you make things you have to disperse things you have to I mean he messed with all the all the inner workings, all the stuff, then how the New York Police Department worked, he messed with that. He made it so they were less efficient. He made them worse at what they're doing. They're already vulnerable, cops, and I'm a former police officer. He made them more vulnerable by saying the things that he's done, by saying he does not support them, by calling out things. He's called out... Plenty of cops that have been accused of bad things. Investigations happen and it turns out that he was wrong and he should have been held accountable. What are you doing, New York City? Vote this clown out. He's terrible. And now he's crying because, oh, people aren't taking their census. We're going to lose money. That's what he's really interested in is the money and power. Money equals power. You get more representatives. You get more power. You get more money coming back to you. That's what he's worried about. Nothing else. Silly. This stuff is crazy. It frustrates me. Richard Spoor, oh, poor baby, this poor, poor clown, is crying because two lawyers, just, an, oh, just, on, just on a bad day oh, they just had a bad day, just one bad day. They planned out and made and put together a Molotov cocktail. And they lit it. Oh, just one bad day. It is planned and predetermined what they were going to do. They planned it out. They just had one bad day and they moved. They went to the BLM, just peaceful protests, and they got wrapped up in it. Now they're facing 35 years. These guys are lawyers that did this. They knew better. They went to college, they knew it. They passed the bar. They're lawyers. They know what the law says about picking up a Molotov cocktail, a flammable substance in this glass bottle, putting a, a, a wick or whatever they put in there, light it on flame and throw it at somebody with the intent of killing or maiming something or doing major damage to a property. They knew what they were doing. And this clown is crying. Oh, they just had a, what? Oh. Everybody has a bad day. Look at this clown. Most people, even good ones, do something stupid sometimes. It's premeditated. They planned on doing it. They brought the materials with them. They got wrapped up. Come on. When that results in ruining of their otherwise good and productive life, it's tragic. No. They committed a crime. They pay For their crime, period. It's even worse because they knew better. They went to school to know better. Give me a break. Come on, (sighs) guys. What are we doing? I'll would my no stuff. May Andy (sighs) know. I clicked off too many tabs. I mean, guys, if you've looked at anything that Andy Knows says, it's, it's it's he's fantastic. He is following all the stuff that's going on in Portland, especially in, in Seattle. Um, but he has covered so much of the riots. By the way, why why are they just declaring it riots? This is from the Blaze. Um, riot declared in residential Portland after insurgents attempt to burn down police station, try to run over officers. Why is it being, having to be declared like on a nightly basis? They're in uh, night 70, 71, something like that, of riots in Portland. Why? But they, the politicians and, and they all call it a, a, just peaceful protests. The national media calls it peaceful prot- protests. But nightly they're saying, oh, well, this is now a riot. Oh, okay. It was always a riot. They were always intent on doing harm to property or to people. They carried green lasers to blind officers. They threw bricks. They threw glass bottles. They threw explosives. It was always a riot. To parse the language is saying and telling another lie. And you are you are complicit media and politicians that are not willing to denounce this. It's insane. But he, he covers some great things. He's gone into, into depth of covering a lot of this. And, man, I, I had a, I um, uh, think it was is it this one, this thread. Gosh, dang. I'm really annoyed that I lost that. Maybe it's this one. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so this thread from Andy No um, Overnight on um, the 5th and 6th of August, um, another riot was declared. <laughs> Again, they're declaring, oh, oh, it's another riot. No, it's continued riots by Portland police after Antifa tried to break into their precinct and down. And then he covers um, people that are being charged. Good. They are purposefully doing these things. And we're starting to see um, a lot of the feds having to get involved because the local police departments have been cut off at the knees. So they, they are not able to arrest people, which is just crazy to me. Or if they do arrest them, they're released almost immediately. All charges are dropped. Go away. It's criminal what's going on. David Davis Beeman, a 38 year old militant Antifa, was charged with multiple offenses in a riot in East Portland. He comes dressed in black. And serves on one of the Antifa street medic units. Interesting. So, I mean, they're highly organized. I don't know if you've paid any attention to this, but they're extremely well organized. They've got medic units. They've got, like, these mass units, mobile army surgical hospitals, if you will. (laughs) They've got these mobile units. They've got tactical commands. They've got radios. They're telling people where to go. This is highly, highly organized. None of this is just, oh, it was just a mob. Uh, It just got, people just got swept up in the emotions. Like um, that mob mentality that can happen at times, you know, you see that at like a um, a, a soccer stadium or something. One, one thing happens over here and all of a sudden there's a chain reaction of events and people are rushing the field. That's not what we're talking about here. This is intentional, premeditated, preplanned military style tactics it is insane. And finally, these start, guys are starting to be arrested and held accountable. But a lot of them are just being released immediately with the, DEA, the DAs and prosecutors willfully participating in this. And I'm saying they are complicit. And the feds need to look into these people. If they're just going in and saying, nope, we don't have any evidence or nope, nope. When the evidence is laid before them, they've made their arrest, they've got the probable cause, and then the DA is saying, oh, no, no, because they have political bias, political opinions, and they are willing to stand on that. And the feds need to come on and say, and hold these prosecutors accountable that are not upholding, they're sworn to the Constitution duties. They're hold, They're sworn to uphold their states and their federal Constitution duties, and they're not doing it. So there's a whole bunch of them that he finds through or goes through. Michael Elias, uh, 39, was charged with multiple offenses at the Antifa riot. He was quickly released. The source is there. Adrian uh, de la Rios, 32, was arrested at the riot in Portland. He's charged with felony riot, felony criminal mischief, attempted assault on an officer, escape, and much more. He's from Minneapolis, so he's not even a local guy. He's come, he, came, he came in. They were finding a lot of this. A lot of these guys are not necessarily, there's a lot, and, and Portland's unique because a lot of these people that actually go to other places are staying home and they're, they're being involved. <laughs> but there are people coming in to help and, and assist with this because it's highly organized. They have been given plane tickets. They're being paid to do this stuff. Not all of them, but a lot of them are. Oh, this guy, Derek Burroughs, a.k.a. Derek Hoosh, 28, was arrested in charge in relation to the Antifa riot in East Portland, where the East, East Police Precinct was barricaded and set on fire, and he was quickly released. Look at that, folks. He was quickly released. <laughs> now, I mean, that, that's not necessarily a bat. I mean, he'd bond out or stuff like that. That's, but they're being released without prosecution. And that is the insane thing to me. And maybe the police have done a bad job, and they haven't, don't have all the evidence. That's possible. That in the realms of possibility, that's that's in there, but it's not likely. These people are being released because it does not fit the DA and the prosecutor's agenda. I'll tell you what, guys. I keep saying about how we need to do better, and I, I've kind of. Doving into this episode, especially like just being frustrated. I'm frustrated. The last episode, I'm just, I'm frustrated with these things because we're either not holding our elected officials accountable or we're just burying our head in the sand and moving on, hoping that this gets better. It's not going to get better with you doing nothing. It will not get better if you just sit there and go back to your couch and eat Cheetos. It will not get better. We need to do better, guys. We need to start holding people accountable. We need to go to city meetings. We need to go to county officials. We need to say, because you can change things on a local basis. In fact, you can change things faster on a local basis than you would ever realize. I just talked to a buddy today that he and I were doing political events together. We kind of came up and did, we just kind of were tired of it. We, he and I started showing up at events kind of at the same time and then all of a sudden we're working and doing things and making a difference. Now we both, he's about 10 years older than me, but we were both burnt out. We, we, you know He even got so, went so far as to even be elected in the local thing. <laughs> and we burnt out because the machine wasn't there. And we burnt out because a lot of those friends that we had in the Tea Party movement started going away. But I'm telling you guys, you've got to stick in there. You've got to do as much as you can. Don't let your friends burn out. Don't like people like me and those other guys that are willing to step up. You need to support them. You need to do everything in your power to do, if you believe, I don't care if they're on the right or the left, if they are an honorable person, do it. Get behind them. There are honorable Democrats. There are honorable Republicans get behind them and support them. I know people will tune off and not listen to me just because I said that. And I'm saying we've got to do better in politics no matter what. Now right now, Democratic Party is beholden to the extreme left. That might always be the case from now on. I don't know. But local on the local basis, the Things can get better. You can make a difference, and I encourage you to do that. Get involved with your school board elections. Get involved and do those things. You can get involved together. Guys, it's not over. There's a lot to do. There's a lot we can do. There's a lot we can be effective in and do things and hold each other accountable. We can do better. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to help you learn. We're going to be talking more the, um, later this week, and next week we're going to learn more things. Guys, my name is Paul Process, You have a good day.